Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the little green pasture. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to be here today, and I hope you are too. Because really, the only reason why we show up here is because of the Lord. And there is a living water river that flows, and it never ceases. And I pray that today that living water from the Lord will flow to you through this simple earthen vessel. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I come to you this day and I come to bestow great thanks unto you. Unto you, Lord Jesus Christ. And I just lay down my life right now that your life would be the very chief center point of everybody's attention, everybody's thoughts of heart and mind. And that, Lord, your Holy Spirit would speak into the ears and the hearts of many. Because that's what you do, Lord. You make yourself known in the preaching of your word. I'm only a humble, simple vessel, but you are the life source. And I ask you to flow through me and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my God, my King, and my Redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So I'm just going to get right to it. Very much lately in prayer, in personal, private prayer, and getting older, you know, um, and it doesn't matter that I'm even older than you. Uh, you could be in your 20s, but as you're getting older and your heart is yearning after the Lord, it will be absolutely natural to always be hungering and thirsting to go deeper with Christ, to beseech him, to search you out and try you and see if there be any wicked way in you and lead you in the way everlasting. Because that's part of it. It's not just receiving everything that he gives to us and just be takers. It's that I have noticed that as I've gotten older, the more emptied out I want to be, that Jesus grows larger and larger within me by his spirit. And this world begins to fade away within me. And all my ways and all my thoughts and all my doings and all my speakings and my going to and fro, I see them as just a vapor that passes away in the night. And it is true when you get older in the Lord that things do get brighter and brighter. You have a better view of life and eternal things. But there is a participation in that. And so lately, I've just been saying, Lord, whatever it is, if there's a, any cloud between you and me, if there's anything you see about me that I cannot see, 
I am beseeching you. I am begging you. And I can be just as sturdy of a beggar as blind Bartimaeus was. I have no problem begging you. Bartimaeus begged you and you stood still. And you sent people to go to him. And you told him, be of good cheer. Behold, the master calleth for thee. So I can beg. I can beg pretty well to the Lord. And so it has been somewhat of a pleading and a beseeching because I want to be, have a spotless, wrinkleless spirit, soul, and body. And so a few days ago, I was in a conversation with someone. And I was comfortable in the conversation with the person. And I probably was a little too comfortable. And I, we were discussing something. I'm not going to, it doesn't matter what it was. And so I had brought somebody. I spoke about somebody that had been in my life. And and I knew that as I was speaking, I wasn't necess- I wasn't actually at all saying anything that sounded negative. I was saying, oh, well, so-and-so and the way they do things and how they did it kind of a thing. But as I was saying it, I didn't feel a peace. And then the person responded. And while the person responded, a thought came into my mind about another person that I thought would be someone that I could use an example for the topic of discussion. But I never got those words out. And what, when that happened, I said, there's a reason that the person spoke over me and started to talk and didn't let me get a thought out. I recognized it as something God stopped me from doing. Well, that day, I noticed that I started to become tense, short-tempered, thin-skinned, easily offended, and no one was doing anything wrong in my house. Everybody lives peaceably here. And then I noticed that it didn't matter who was or wasn't in the room, but that there was something wrong with me. I was like, what is wrong with me? And I just said, I don't even know. I'm just getting attacked from the enemy. This is really bad. And I didn't put the two and two together. Well, that night I went to bed. I wake up in the middle of the night. And I feel the enemy immediately in all around me. And I would and it was so. It was so terrible. I mean, it wasn't a horrible attack, but it was just enough where I thought like he was so on top of me. And I, I said to God, what is this? What is this attack? And I and I was tossing and turning and all these and a flood of the worst negative things were coming into my mind about people, this, that, just all this negative stuff and then bad memories and negative things. And and then I felt my heart was tainted by it, like from that day before, like my heart felt like it was negative and And I kept tripping into it and tripping into every thought that was every fiery dart that was coming in until I stopped. I said, I'm not going to give into this. I don't know what is happening. And I said, Lord, what are the grounds? What are the grounds of the enemy that this 
particular attack is happening to me, what seems like all of a sudden. And so no matter how hard I try, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to just speak the word inside my mind. I'm going to push out those words of the enemy. And then as soon as I would say the words of uh, the Lord's words in my mind, it was like, it just kept coming in and coming in until finally I got up. I went out into the living room and I sat there and I said, Lord, I said, I'm trying to pray to you, but I feel like there is a cloud between me and you. And I can feel the presence of the enemy. The whole living room was the enemy. And that does not happen often. And I said, there's something I did. I know it. And for some reason, I was not putting two and two together. And I I sat there quietly and I said, I'm not going to be able to go on with this prayer until I deal with the enemy. Because as I was sitting there, I felt his power mounting up. And so I had to really rebuke him. I had to verbally cast him out. I had to bind him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And after a minute or two of that, I felt that the atmosphere was ready for prayer. And so I went into prayer and I prayed and then I went into my Bible and I was in Psalms and I came upon Psalm 7 and I read these words and we're all familiar with these words. And they're kind of hard to read because you're like, oh, I'm not going to ever, okay, I'll I'll read these words. But it's like, I'm not going to ever ask God to do that to me. And I'll read them. Psalm 7, 3 through 5. Oh, Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, If I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is my enemy. And right then, right there and then, I was so convicted and I heard the Lord within say to me, the people you spoke about yesterday are at peace with you. And though there is a past with them that you had that was so long ago you mentioned them and it wasn't right because they are at peace with you and i realized it was me that wasn't at peace with them though I find I keep finding myself every once or twice a year or whatever how whatever that pops up and I and I I said Lord it's true I said I I I do this and then and I'm sorry about it again and I said Lord I don't know why I do this I mean I'm just being honest because I believe that when we could be absolutely transparent with each other and you can see me as transparent because I'm no high and lofty one I'm here as a vessel of the Lord, as your sister, and the light of Jesus Christ must shine upon our sins. Not that, see, the enemy wants to catch us in sin and hold us in sin and the shame of it. 
But Jesus wants to put the light on it because when that light of Jesus Christ shines on us through his word, he always comes with mercy and healing. When it said, yea, I've delivered him that without cause is my enemy. See, in a way I was delivering them. In the way I was talking. I mean, if you would have heard what I said, you probably would have said, I don't see any problem in what you said. But see, it's something the Holy Spirit saw. And see, he even said to me that morning, it's not only what you said, but it was the thoughts of your mind. Because those thoughts would have became words about the other person. And he said to me, the second part, let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. He said to me very clearly, you opened a door and you gave the enemy permission to come in, to persecute your soul, to take it. Even in the short amount of time, notice he came right in and to tread your life upon the earth and to lay your honor in the dust. That's not the way to go. And so I absolutely repented for the very last time because I also understand that when we get older, when we get older, and I have experienced this, there are things that the Holy Spirit really is just not going to put up with anymore. Now, he's not going to do away with me or you. But, you know, here I am. I want to serve the Lord. You want to serve the Lord. And I'm going to be careful not say you. I'll just share with you until any kind of a you comes out of me for you. And, you know, I'll tell you something. When that happened to me, I wasn't like falling on the ground, feeling horrible. I was grateful to God because I realized that there comes a point in the my human life that certain things have to end. This morning, and no, and then that same day in the afternoon, I came across those the scripture that says in Isaiah six, five through eight, and we're all familiar with it. And I've been thinking about my words of my mouth. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. See, you can say, 
and we've all done this. There's certain personal features about ourselves where we've all said, I know, I know I always do that. And and I, and you stum and I, we've all stumbled on it. And then maybe as we get older, it stretches a little bit longer, but we still do it. And you, we can admit it. We all admit it. And it is a particular feature of sin, but we're not naming it. We're just, we find ways around it. And we say, well, let, let me just share something with you about the way they do things. But there's something beneath that. But I'll tell you something. But once you get into the presence of God, you you can't get away with it. Because the conviction is the conviction of concentrated sin. There's some something inside of you. There's something inside of me that's a feature of sin. And it's concentrated in one area of my personality. And I just let skin grow over it. That's what we do. And so we go on saying, oh, I know, I know, I always say that. Or I know, I know, I know, I always do that. You know, I know I'm really bad at that. But how long do we do we do that? I mean, really, how long do we keep going and admitting, I know, I know, I do that. I know, I know, I keep saying that. Because if you're truly a man or woman that is absolutely desiring to be an absolute disciple of Jesus Christ, to follow the Lamb whithersoever he goes, to be as your master. And you tell him that, he will answer you, just as he answered me. Because when you get into his presence, there, there's, there's never any vague sense of sin. But the concentration of sin in some personal thing. And we know it. And if you're truly serious about serving him, he's going to know it. God begins by convicting us of the one thing fixed on our minds that's being prompted by his spirit. See, when I said those words, in my mind, I, I thought, um, I probably shouldn't mention this anymore or talk about this again about that, you know, using that person for an example of something I'm saying, but really using it as a vehicle. And the Lord showed something in me is because you are still waiting for something that will never come from them, but only what I can give you. And so it's kind of like a festering thing. I don't mind telling on myself. I'm exposing myself because by doing so, you'll expose yourself to the Lord. You'll open up your heart to him. You'll tell him the truth that you won't hide anymore. And then if we yield to his conviction on that point that he's touching on, that he will take us into greater dispositions of sin that lies even deeper within us. And that's what happened to me. I said, Lord, I want to get, I want to get to the bottom of things. 
I don't just want to keep showing up and saying, I did it again, Lord. I did it again. I'm so sorry. And I am sorry. But what is the disposition of that sin? What's the deeper root of that sin? You know, there are some wounds that we take. And it takes a lifetime or years for it to heal. And then they leave these terrible scars. And next thing you know, I thought to myself, yeah, but then the scars begin to have a voice. And next thing you know, the scars are complaining. And the scars want justice. And then the scars begin to take up room within me and begin to take over the scar voices. You know, this is the way that God always deals with us when we're consciously in his presence. You know, when we were young, I remember when I was young, I would say, Lord, I don't know why. I, I, I didn't really know anything. So being so young, I'd say, Lord, I, I, I don't understand what's happening or I don't know why I do any of these things. But through the years more knowledge comes in, more grace, more healing, more love, more mercy. And so, yes, those things begin to get further and further away from us, but those scar voices still speak to, speak in me. And I don't want that in me. I, I believe with all of my heart that God can and will purge me and make me clean. And he will do the same for you. The effect of the vision of the holiness of the Lord on Isaiah was to bring home to him that he was a man of unclean lips. He said, and he laid it upon my mouth and said, lo, this has touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. The cleansing fire had to be applied where the sin had been concentrated. And, you know, I never really realized that before. When I read that scripture, I just thought, okay, this is Isaiah. He was this holy man. Um, God chose him for a specific work to do as a prophet. And, and he's in the presence of the Lord. And he says, woe is me, which is a woe unto death. And he says, I am a man, I live, I am a man of unclean lips, and I live in the presence of a people of unclean lips. And so I saw it for the first time that the coal of fire from the altar of God, from that golden altar, had to be pressed against where sin and iniquity was in him. And you know what? And I saw that and I said, and let me finish by this thought. He also hears the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom shall go for us? Then he said, here am I, send me. You know, our mouth has been spoken of through the entire Bible. It's either bringing reckless havoc and destruction into lives. It's brutalizing people. 
and all the even more devilish little things like whispering and using a topic to as a as a vehicle to get away with talking to about somebody the way maybe they do things and i said man i i'm i want to be purged of that forever you know in the word god says i create the fruit of thy lips and i have compiled these scriptures together and and they all and i'm not going to read them to you but i'm going to read it to you the way i read it to myself in god's own words but i'm going to read it to you the way i read it and received it into my heart from our merciful jesus christ let me begin god says i create the fruit of your lips and then the lord god gives you the tongue of the learned that you should know how to speak a word in season unto them that are weary your lips will be the righteous that feed many and the sacrifice of praise will be the fruit of your lips you will render the calves of your lips unto the lord and for the pureness of your heart and for the grace of your lips the king shall be your friend and your lip of truth will be established forever and your lips will declare all the judgments of his mouth a man's belly your internal self your your hidden man will be satisfied by the fruit of your own mouth and the increase of your lips will you be filled it will all come back to you you will be full of the lord full of his goodness full of his righteousness and again your lip of truth will be established forever and finally i found one and let lying lips be put to silence you see every word of god is pure and he wants you to be pure and he wants to touch you this is not about oh i did it again i did it again he's not handpecking you the enemy is jesus wants to do all these things in you that i just read to you you see i look at my own self and i say Joni, how can you go any further with the lord and this is personal you know there's people that have their um expressed opinions where well joan no one's perfect you know what he says be ye holy i read this morning in first peter chapter one be ye holy for i am holy he doesn't say i'm going to make you holy but he does make us holy but there's something in us where he says be ye holy for i am holy can you be that and i said i could be what i want to be in the lord i want to be holy which means pure the for the pureness of heart and for the grace of my lips the king will be my friend 
You see, God wants you to be pure. You have to keep yourself pure. You're going to exercise yourself because I really speak. Maybe this doesn't speak to everybody. Some people say, well, that's something hard. It's hard when the enemy is hitting you over the head over every little thing you say. Because I already felt the enemy saying, oh, look what you just thought or did. But I'm not listening to that. But I know what God's word says. And so you know what? If there is, if you are a man or a woman and you are always living in the conscious, conscious presence of the Lord night and day, then you're not going to want to do those things anymore. And yet, as we're climbing higher and higher in the Lord, he's preparing us to go to heaven. We are a people of heaven. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. We're of Christ. And let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, let them be acceptable and let us be known. Let let us as the people of God, let us be known by having a lip of truth, by having fruit of our mouth and the grace of our lips and the fruit of our lips and the lips being of the righteousness of Christ, that you are one that's going out and you're feeding many and that you shun negative things that are coming into your mind and that you take control of what, what's in you. Because you know what says, he that hath no rule all over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. You know, God, God is ruling in the inside of you. And in a sense, and I put this in a very in a sense way, be a co-regent with him. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Push out everything that the enemy would tempt you in. Yes, people have hurt you. Yes, they said terrible things about you. You know, I'm going to share this one story and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep this short. I learned something a long time ago. This was many, many, many years ago. And one day in the middle of the day, I was vacuuming my vacuuming the carpet and I had nothing on my mind. I was whistling, singing probably some tune in my mind. And I was just free in my mind. And all of a sudden something came upon me and it was powerful. And it felt like it hit my soul like a weapon attacked me. And I heard within me the names of two different people, these two women. They were very nice to me all the time, but I knew that they didn't really like me. But there was always this pleasantry between us. And while I was vacuuming, I heard something within and it hit me like it took me aback. So-and-so and so-and-so are cursing you. And I, it was so bad. I had to sit down for a minute. I mean, it overwhelmed my whole being. I had to pray against it. But the first thing I did is I said, Lord, I pray you forgive them. Forgive them. But I pray that you break the, whatever they spoke of me off of me in the name of Jesus Christ and restore your peace unto me. And it took about 45 minutes for that to finally leave me. And within that hour, someone called me and she said, Joni, uh, and it was just a random call. And after about five minutes on the phone, she said, oh, by the way, I ran into those two women. And she said, 
I know I probably shouldn't say anything, and I didn't understand, she said, but those two women were saying the most horrible things about you. I mean, it was brutal. It was so bad. So I learned that our words are so powerful. And when we, you know, and I, I was even thinking about that scripture today where I said in my heart that this word means so much more to me. It's Psalm 35, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And blessed is he that keepeth judgment, that keepeth righteousness and judgment at all times. You see, there's something that the Lord does have expectation of us who have been walking with him for a long time that there's no excuse anymore. And maybe that could be a little hard for you. If this is for you, then it is for you. Only the Holy Spirit can impress these words upon you. But if there is something in you and he is prompt, the Holy Spirit is prompting you and he's pushing it to your mind and to the forefront of your mind about something. And it's not the enemy because the enemy comes to make you fall down at his feet where you are in absolute undeniable shame. But something that you can't get rid of that's in the forefront of your mind. And you know what? I made up my mind after he showed all these things to me and these beautiful words. I said, Lord, there will not, will not be two kingdoms. There will not be two masters. And I, I do not, I will not allow salt water and poisonous water to come out of me. And I just went into it, you know. But I believe that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. And don't be afraid of it. Because wherever that concentrated sin is in your life, you're going to feel the heat being pressed upon it by one of his coals. It may not be your mouth. It could be a habit. It could be any feature of something within you. So go to the Lord if you're truly serious about serving him and you want to be just like him. You have to be clean because every word of God is pure. He's a shield unto those who put their trust in him. And as it says in Proverbs, Psalm 12, 7, it says, the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. So I, the Lord, will keep it forever. And we want to be trusted, entrusted with his word. Not just that we take his word with dirty hands like I did where my hands were unclean. Where I... There was iniquity in my hands and I rewarded evil unto them that were at peace with me. And I delivered them without cause. 
to the enemy. I learned and I pass it on to you. Have an excellent spirit. You can do it. Purpose it in yourself, just like Daniel did. Have a faithful spirit and be pure and sound in your mind and heart. And the Lord will increase you more and more. And I believe when you do that, I believe it with all my heart. The Lord will make you free and clean. And he can give you more to do. And isn't that what you want to do? I do. So praise the Lord. Who shall go? Whom shall I send? And who shall go for us? And you can now say, here I am, Lord. Send me after you let him apply those hot coals to that feature of concentrated sin in your life. Amen. Be the best you can be and give it all you have for Christ. You only get this one time around. Don't hold back. You do the best you can and have an excellent spirit in your whole conduct and character. That's what he is concentrating on in you. Amen.